Welcome into DC On Screen uh, podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. I am your host, David C. Robertson. Jason's giving me weird looks. What is going on, Jason? Hello. <laughs> you don't have to stick to your script this time. It's the only script I have. Why are you giving me weird looks? I, I, I've never seen this. I've never oh, seen the back yeah, it's really weird. Guys, we are recording actually in the same room. It was It's the weirdest thing. We, we lived together for like two and a half years and did not do a podcast and then stopped living together. I live about 100 miles away from Jason and, and now we're doing a podcast. So this is the first time we were actually doing it in the same room. It's been nice. It's bizarre. It's been nice so far. I've enjoyed it. So we're, gonna, we're wrapping up then? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, you guys have a good week. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we did. We started off with no music um, for this episode uh, because we have some sad news. Yvonne Craig, uh, Batgirl, died on Monday. She was 78. Uh, to be clear, this is like the this she created. Like, well, she didn't create Batgirl, but she was the first Batgirl, the first Barbara Gordon that we saw. And the comics mm-hmm. kind of took that character and ran with it. So she created a legacy there with that role. So yeah, give credit where credit is due. Yeah, go watch some '66 Batman. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't going to hurt you anyway. And yeah, as well. She's one of the few, the the few high points of season three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, um, we've got some other news here that doesn't really relate to uh, TV or movies. Uh, Castanet Creative has created a uh, a parody video called Straight Out of Gotham. It's actually pretty fun. You should go I, check that out. It's like the Batman criminals, like all rapping straight out of Gotham. God, you know, it's, I, it's pretty good, man. There's a better chance I watch Superman fly by first. <laughs> there's a, a much it. better chance. Um, real quick note about Arkham Knight. They are releasing the uh, Tim Burton DLC. It's mm. going to have the old Tim Burton Batmobile and the, the Michael Keaton suit. And then next month they're releasing the Tumblr. Mm. They actually have like a Burton track. I watched like a video on it and it's got like the balloons from the original Nicholson movie and a combination of that and like the big yellow duckies. I was already having trouble not dropping like $600 that I don't have on. And it totally has the Elfman theme. Of course it fucking does. You bastards. (laughs) You bastards are going to take my money after all. I really, I, I've avoided every single piece of news I could with, like, pretty much everything I type in these days has, like, minus Arkham Knight, in quotes, because I'm just, I can't mm-hmm. be spoiled on it. It's mm-hmm. going to take a minute. Yeah, I know. I need him to stop making the news. Uh, yeah. So, we're going to jump over to the actual, like, movie news. Um, a few few weeks ago, we talked about how they were going to, um, or no, how they had the um, screening. Mm-hmm. And there was a standing ovation, apparently. Well, the ovating, and obviously. Well, there has been confirmation now that there was a, n- a number of screenings. The CEO, uh, Kevin Sujihara, says that he's seen the movie a whole bunch of times. <laughs> and um, they, he was actually talking about, like, initially he was talking about why they uh, why they moved it back from 2015, because it really screwed Warner Brothers over. Yeah. Not having, like, a big tentpole right. in, in 2015. He said it was a tough decision at the time because it was going to create a hole in 2015, but it was absolutely the right decision for the franchise for DC and the movie. Having seen the movie multiple times, and again last night, I'm extremely confident it was the right decision to make the movie better. Well, yeah, that's always the case. It's always I mean, a good idea to make the movie better. Right. <laughs> so Whenever it, possible, WB. Stick to those those words. And it's so important for the studio to get the foundation right on DC. I don't disagree with him. I don't believe that he knows what any of that means. <laughs> 
or how to do it. Or how to do it. Um, yeah. We think you may be, you know, wildly failing in how to do it, probably. But, well, come on, how many times has he watched it now? Like, is he just he sitting at home with a times. copy in his own little private movie theater? If I was Kevin Sujihara, I'd be doing that shit Exactly what the day. fuck I'd be doing, yeah. But <laughs> you gotta look, if you're the CEO of Warner Brothers or CEO, at the CEO level, apparently, you can just go, I want to see it now. And, and to be clear, this is, copy. this is why Warner Brothers is failing, because all he ever does when he comes into work is watch Batman v Superman. Right. <laughs> He's just, I want to watch it again. But, sir, you have that meeting dying. about Harry Potter. It's withering away. We're going to do that prequel to Potter. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be fun. This is. Have you heard the flipper news? I saw some flipper news. Michael Shannon was being interviewed, and they were asking about um, <laughs> his... They were asking about the trailer for Batman v Superman. Apparently, he hasn't seen it. But he was talking about his time on Batman v Superman. Mm. He says, "I was in my costume and I couldn't use my fingers because in the sequel I have flippers instead of hands." Of course, he does. So I had these wax flippers on my fingers and I couldn't open the door. And I could hear Zack Snyder being like, "Where's Shannon?" <laughs> and the whole crew was standing around, and I was like knocking on the door with my flippers, "Let me out of here." The actor was also asked. <laughs> about how his flippers related to the scenes in the trailer. Mm -hmm. And he says, I haven't seen the trailer, so I don't know what I am in the trailer. I could be a toaster or a Porsche. I don't know. I did like that response. I think he's <laughs> going to come back in the second film. That's how they're going to introduce Aquaman. And Zod's <laughs> going to come back reincarnated as his, his friend Fluke. I don't I mean, everyone's saying that he was going to be Doomsday or Bizarro, but I don't remember either of those characters having flippers. No. I, I I keep thinking or hoping that what he hasn't mentioned is that the flippers were painted green. Yeah. And um, those are going to be giant uh, doomsday claws. But it bothers me that he says he doesn't know what he's going to be in the movie. I, it more amused me than anything else. Apparently they're sending people just a couple of pages at a time. <laughs> it, they're just leading them blind through the maze. They're going to get it in editing later. All right, we're going to hop over to television. Um, I want to go sit down with that CEO and watch the movie. God. Where can we find where that man lives? I don't know. I don't really care. Mm. I don't want to know where that guy lives because he'd call the cops. See if Yakko, really Wacko, and Dahl will steal a copy for us. Well, it's like, you know, watch it that way. I'd just be out there screaming, you son of a bitch, open this door. <laughs> I have a lot of things to talk about with you. He can't open it. He's got the flipper hands. And he's Number one, Grant Gustin. <laughs> Number two, Constantine. Yeah. Hey, this is Dave, and before jumping over into television news, it is being rumored that George Miller of the Mad Max franchise uh, and Happy Feet and Babe is um, apparently rumored to be directing Man of Steel 2. So uh, our fan, Christopher White, um, asked us what we thought about that, and uh, I believe Jason said that he didn't really he wasn't enthusiastic about it I'll, I'll say that um he didn't really have a lot to say about it other than if george miller ever directs a real movie um maybe he'll be interested i disagree with jason to some degree but i'm not a huge fan of george miller either so i i i really can't hate on his opinion very much i mean come on best case scenario i think we get something about as bleak as Man of Steel. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we're both wrong. I'm I'm remaining open-minded about the situation. All right, back to the show. All right, so uh, Ben McKenzie was talking about Gotham mm -hmm. season two, and uh, he was saying he was uh, that they were going to learn from their mistakes on season one. I liked that he said there were mistakes. I know that endeared me. 
he says, I think we made a mistake relatively early on in trying to introduce a villain and take care of that villain in one episode. Catch them, send them to Arkham, do whatever. That was just a mistake. We shouldn't. Have, we, sh- we should have never done it. Uh, he added that the audience also had a hard time in following all of the changes regarding when the show will be aired and when it will be on break. Mm-hmm. We we did. We did. We were annoyed. That was confusing. A fair amount of the time. Because it, it, it would have listings and they would be gone. and It, it was confusing. Now, this part is kind of fun because he, he's just assuming he knows what the audience wants. But hey, let's hear him out. He says the audience really wants to understand who these people are and live with them, sit with them, and enjoy them. That seems a little, a little creepy. Uh, <laughs> whether they're evil or good, they are entertaining. So mm-hmm. that's what we're doing in season two. It's really kick-ass. I think it's exactly what the fans want to see. Well, I mean, kind of. He's he's on the right track. He's, like, yeah, the ideal, he's getting warmer. Yeah, the ideal series. You're not going to get your HBO 10-year series. It's not happening. But <laughs> he is getting closer to what my ideal arc mm-hmm. is. Because I want, you know, for each villain, I want to have about four or five good episodes with a nice little arc and you know, mm-hmm. all of them kind of stringing together over the course of the season yeah. and everything. At, you know, yeah, the Monster of the Week thing, he, he might actually be right on. It didn't bother me that much last time, though. I'm not a big fan of the Monster of the Week. That's that's That was one of the hardest things for me to watching Buffy and Smallville and, God, so many other shows. It Yeah, because it, it is, um, I mean, at its heart, it's procedural, and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that is always worrisome. But uh, I, I, for a few episodes, I've never minded. It, it's a good yeah. way to introduce how your show works. So It always just feels like a wasted week to me. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'll... like, a wasted week last year in Gotham was we still got to see Black Mask. It was okay. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed okay. it. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong about that. Uh, speaking of, of uh, famous villains, man, they're talking about Theo Galvin, and they said that he is, he is like, he's the key to, to a famous villain, and uh, then now they're saying that he's, well, they're not officially saying it, but everyone pretty much thinks he's going to be racial ghoul. Theo? Yeah. I don't that, want doesn't that. have the facial hair for it yet. Well, this is an origin story. He hasn't grown it out yet. Oh, he gets evil when he gets the beard. Yeah. Okay. That's how that's how narrative works, right? Yeah. It's just you're budding evil. You're still shaving every day. That's one of them things Star Twit taught me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I have a goatee now. <laughs> so no one will ask you for money. Yeah. Man. No one will favor you with kindness. Now, okay. So they've also they've cast a female version of Firefly, Michelle mm. uh, Vaintamilla, I suppose. Um. I want just one show, just one show. I want us to get all right. the names right. Right, it would be nice, mm-hmm. but hey, you know, you people keep casting people with weird names. So, <laughs> um, God, she's gonna be playing Bridget Pike, um, who is part of that gang of arsonists we were talking about. So it right. it's, it should be no surprise that she'll wind up becoming Firefly. Um, apparently, they, like, her brothers have enslaved her, and and then she's gonna start hanging out with Selena Kyle and. Uh, they're, that's, they're going to develop into a partnership and later transform into the evil women we know. So I have never liked the character of Firefly. <laughs> when you say evil woman we know, like I, yeah, I, I, really? I don't know an evil really? Firefly woman. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I've never liked any version of Firefly. The character, yeah, the, the show by Joss Whedon, yes, sure, um, but not not the Batman character. Like it was just a dude running around. It was a firebug man he was just running around. Yeah, just an arsonist. Um, yeah, and, you know he had. Very little real backstory. It was just a, it was, I mean, it's a, it's a firefighter where something went wrong. Sometimes you like to supermodel or something. I don't know. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
or and a singer you know or something. Let's I don't face know. it, though. That news for you, that news was was damned before it ever got started. Yeah. Because the the headline was going to start with Firefly cast somewhere. Yeah. And your heart was going to jump and get all excited, and then when you realized what it was, it was... and it was this kind of one of those unfortunate things where you know one of my least favorite Batman characters is has the same name as my favorite show of all time. Right. So that's just, it's, that's always going to end in tears. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking big bat orphan tears here. Right. <laughs> just normal, <laughs> normal, mildly, badly adjusted human tears. Yeah, just normal. <laughs> well, some might say maladjusted human tears. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, shoot. Shoot. Yeah. So I don't think I mentioned this in the last episode. I had it written down, but I just couldn't find the dams to give. Mm-hmm. They've released these Gotham Aftermath videos. Have you seen these? No. Yeah, it's basically is they're just recapping what happened in the last season. Oh, okay. And they're like, oh, the Penguin did the, 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 the. And we've actually talked about like most of the news and most of the things that these people have said mm-hmm. um, in these videos. But um, one of the interesting things, like this was interesting. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the dude that plays Edward Enigma. Corey Smith, something like that. Corey Michael Smith, yeah. Oh, come on. That's a that's a name we can get right. Let's get it. I know. Let's get the one. Man, these three named actors. I can't remember that middle name. I know. Um, but he said, uh, he was talking about Nygma going into season two in one of them. And he says, having committed a crime and testing if people will get it is a future habit of his. Hmm. I don't know so why. So he starts laying down his like little cockteases now, I guess? Yeah. Okay. And uh, then David Mazzal and Bruce Wayne said... Uh, he said, Gordon's not really looking into the Wayne murders that much anymore, but Bruce is. The top three things that are on Bruce's list are take down the corrupt side of Wayne Enterprises, find out who his father really was, and find out his, who his parents' mo- uh, murderer is, and they're all connected. He also said that uh, he's going to start developing his Playboy persona this of course. season. So, of course. Yeah. So he's was... finally going to um, you know, get some swag going on. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'm sorry if we left anything out and you, you thought, you know, if you guys like have heard anything and like, oh, they didn't mention that. Well, here's the thing. It's really gearing up and now they're just saying a whole bunch of bullshit all the time. That means nothing. <laughs> they're like, yeah, I'm really excited about where my character's going. Cool. Yeah, he's got some really strong storylines. Cool. W- what are you saying? Nothing? Oh, you're not going on the friggin' podcast. Right. Sorry. We'd be here for five hours. Right. We're going to pop over to Flash News. Have you seen the two Flash promos, Jason? God, no, actually. They put out two Flash promos. Jesus. Um, <laughs> no I'm Flash. So behind on the There's promos. not a Jesus show yet. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's actually in the DC canon anywhere. So. Uh, yeah, well, probably. Kind of angels, but never. So there was a, uh, this is the like the new Flash promo. I mean, it's not all, there's not a lot to it. It's like, uh, you know, new Flash suit with white emblem, mm-hmm. uh, Cisco looking nervous, a shot of Captain Cold and a heat wave pointing their guns up at the sky. I'm guessing Hawk Girl. Um, <laughs> Flash falling backwards into a blue <laughs> the chamber. basic human instinct. What is that? It's flying. Kill it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We, we all have it. Right. You don't, don't deny it. No, I mean, I was attacked by a bat in the street the other <laughs> night. And, uh, yeah, but you tried to hug it and bring it home. Yeah, but my first instinct was to kill it. <laughs> I shall take on the visage of a bat. Right. <laughs> first, I wanted to kill it. Then I wanted the criminals are a superstitious and cowardly lot. Right. Um, it just shots of Flash speeding around. Now, what's weird about that new, the new, the new trailer, the new little promo? And I don't know, but I feel like it was on purpose. They, they're like the big message for it is the Flash is coming fast. And then there's just just there's a shot of Flash with some white stuff on his shoulder, and he says, "Right on time." I'm like, "Are 13 year old boys in charge of doing the promos oh, for the Flash bad. now?" 
That's bad. You want like Helter Skelter to be in the background too. Coming down fast. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Oh. So anyway, there was a different one uh, that shows. Well, there's no way that it could be the 13 year old boys. They just. <laughs> it would have been a lot more shots of of Golden Glider and so right. on. Um. So there was another promo, and this is really crazy. But they're they're showing Captain Adam. Cool shots of Barry running, and he says, "You." We hear him say, "You want me? You're gonna have to catch me." The interesting part of the trailer: mm-hmm. there's a flash signal, like a bat signal, hmm. but with a flash symbol on it. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, that seems pretty cool. I mean, I yeah, I guess Joe could probably get one of those installed somewhere, <laughs> right? Like, I very. I mean, he has a cell phone. Why does yeah, he that's the oh, other yeah. part. Is like Joe uh, could just call him. Or... But that's the thing. Like, if you could, like, if it's like a, if they actually do go in like a Dark Knight type of. Mm-hmm. You know, feel for this where they're like, no, the Flash is a symbol of hope for the city, and we know Central City does. They like wind up having like a Flash Museum and like yeah. National Flash Day. We've actually seen and they've seen a, a, a we've seen, seen a clip of it. Yeah, we've seen like shots of the National or like the citywide Flash Day or whatever. Right. So I'm down for that. I that's one of the things I really loved about it was a great counterbalance to Gotham. Yeah. Where it was like in Central City, everyone knows who the Flash is. And no one cares because everyone right. loves the Flash. Because he's just awesome. He's it? the Flash. Everyone They're knows he's Barry. Every now and then you just see a little red blur going down the street and you just smile. Hey, Flash. Uh, our protector. Out in the middle of the day. I mean, when you have like a cat like the Trickster who's just like, got me again, Flash. Right. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it made his villains seem so campy, though. Not all of them. Just a few of them. How just do you a hate few them, of them. They all, they all feel like Cesar Romero. No, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. Captain Cold carves into prostitutes. Like, <laughs> what do you want? I mean, I'm not saying they didn't make him got gritty. so campy, killing prostitutes. He finally got dirty like everything else, but... Yeah, but certain people, like, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, Gabrielle Stanton, one of the executive producers on The Flash, uh, has promised that Iris won't suck this season. <laughs> <laughs> She'll finally have a job. She says hers is going to be the journey of, I'm going to become the woman I want to be. I'm not going to be as uh, reactive as maybe I was in the past. She's definitely going to have more of a part of the team Flash because uh, uh, because she knows all the secrets now, mm-hmm. and we don't have to be hiding things from her. So hey, that's cool. I do like that part when she's done becoming a uh, a, a full and independent person with her own thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. Maybe Thea can go do like a day camp with her. <laughs> they can go get coffee, and she can explain how this process yeah. works. Yeah. By the way, someone uh, someone online like posted a picture of uh, Grant Gustin and uh, what's her name, Candace Patton. Is that Iris? That sounds right. And then they. Posted a picture of like Eddie and um, Caitlin mm-hmm. and pointed out that Eddie and Caitlin look more like Barry and Iris from the comics. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new world, people. Yeah. Like, I know. So messed up. I want my blonde Barry Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be okay. All right. So, um, the executive. <laughs> so, she was also talking about um, Jay Garrick and Wally West and how. Jay is apparently going to be like a mentor to Wally, and, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, Killer Frost might be further away than we thought. That's not cool. Yeah. I guess that is exactly not cool. Yeah. Yeah. She says it's going to be a slower burn to introduce Killer Frost. <laughs> slower burn. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. It's cute, Stanton. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep me on ice, you asshole. <laughs> but yeah, she was saying like, uh, you know, uh, Wally and, and Jay were going to have like a mentor-protege relationship, but mm-hmm. Barry's kind of like, eh, the last person who did this was evil. So, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, no, he know. shouldn't be so trusting. I kind of, you know. Unless it's Joe's welling eyes. He shouldn't really trust right, anybody outright. Right, Just trust the tears. But if Joe comes over and wells up and puts his hand on, on Jay's shoulder and says, trust this man, you have to. Yeah. Right? You, you, yeah. you take that for red. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you take that for Joe. <laughs> it's Joe approved. <laughs> Flash tested. Joe approved. Joe approved. Yeah. Oh, so just a weird side note. Uh, Grant Gustin won the uh, Breakout Star Teen Choice Award. Yeah. 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 That was kind of nice. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know what it means, but I don't know. I was, I... He beat his co-star Candace Patton, Iris. Uh, he beat uh, Gina Rodriguez of Jane the Virgin, uh, Yara Shahidi of Blackish, and Jesse Smollett and Yaz from Empire. I don't know what that means, but whatever. We need to start getting those little pronunciation I know. codes. I know. There are other legends for these things. Apparently, there are are shows with people who have names that we can't pronounce and. I still don't know how to pronounce David Mazzozu. Yeah, Mazzozu. David Tiny Bat. So uh, Kreisberg is talking about how Arrow, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow come together. He says both Arrow and Flash are helping to set those things up in in both big ways and small ways, which is lovely. The mystery mm-hmm. of what happened with Palmer is playing out on Arrow. Sarah Lance will also be playing out in the first seven episodes. I'm sorry, buddy. Seven episodes. I know. Jeez, man. That's and too you have to wade through four of them before you get to John. I know. Helping you with that. Shit, dude. Uh, the Flash, we obviously have Firestorm and Martin Stein and Ronnie Raymond and Kendra Saunders lives in Central City. That's uh, Hot Girl mm-hmm. in the Flash finale. So we're getting to know her. They're going to be there's going to be a lot happening heading up to the crossover, which is serving as a quasi pilot for Legends. Right. So yeah, we pretty much figured all that, but it was nice to hear Kreisberg say it. And they 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 did insist that they're going to set up enough in that first uh, the first season half where they're they're going to have enough ball rolling to have Legends of Tomorrow going. And still be able to keep some of the threads over in Arrow and Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, yeah, okay. I'm actually kind of worried that it might, I don't know, make this show's incredibly uneven throughout the season. It very much good. Uh, here but there. then we'll have plenty of stuff to bitch about. Yay! Yay! Stay tuned for Dave and Jason bitching. <laughs> um, so here's something fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Guggenheim, Mark Guggenheim was talking about Arrow and... Uh, he says, uh, this is one of my favorite quotes ever from this guy. We're going to avoid, for as long as we can, Felicity being kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> so expect to see her kidnapped in episode two. Right. <laughs> no, he, 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 he was saying he really doesn't, uh, he, that he's almost bored with that trope at this point. Yeah. Just every time somebody has to get kidnapped, and you always have to go after the girlfriend, or yeah. the, the boy blunder or whatever. And yeah, we should start a betting pool on what episode we think that. All right, what episode in season four do you think it's really going to be? Uh, You'll probably have twenty three to choose. Act from. two, season uh, episode one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just just in case I get it right, I'm gonna go with four or fifteen. Yeah, just because if it's right, I'd like to. Well, yeah. So um, we'll check that up in February. He's also offered us a sneak peek into Olicity, or as I like to call it, Phil Oliver. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Olicity just wasn't good enough. Yeah, he's 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 been describing how like the the uh, interaction is going to be with Oliver and Felicity now that they're actually officially together mm-hmm. on the show. Um, he says when Oliver and Felicity are at her, are at her workstation, now he's got his hand on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Wow. Big change. I know. Big change. I know. It is also possible Mm -hmm. that there will be a few times where Felicity kisses Oliver goodbye before he goes patrolling as Green Arrow. Hi, honey. Here's your lunch. Come back safe. Yeah. See, they've said they were going to keep Felicity more fun this time. Yeah, they were going to go back to... Her being all cute and bubbly and um, (laughs) just just more jovial in general. Um, I mean... 
That's fine. As long as she's not crying every damn episode like she was last she season. She's doing a lot of crying. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Boo freaking who. You get to choose between Ray Palmer and Oliver Queen. I know. It's a tough life. But you've met her mom. I have. And we will see her mom in episode uh, six, actually. <laughs> uh, she is returning. <laughs> uh, Charlotte Ross is returning as Donna Smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've enjoyed her, her little contributions. I, I, I could not care less about her. I, I thought she was fun. Did. Um, but he said, uh, the Arrow showrunner says, uh, or Guggenheim, I guess, uh, said that uh, Felicity's going to be snarky and she's going to be, like you said, like she's going to go back to like season one Felicity, albeit mm-hmm. with, you know, Oliver now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that Oliver's going to be getting. That's the part I was, yeah. I, I was more excited about. Because yeah. they'd already mentioned, you know, over the last couple of weeks, they've released, you know, the whole Felicity is going to be going back to her fun loving self. But that was. Something I had been wondering does does mm-hmm. Oliver come back? No, they're going full mm-hmm. throttle. Like the changes, there's a reason you heard about the goatee. Yeah, because they went with so many changes to uh, Oliver's character as far as where he goes. We're gonna get now. You've mentioned Star City, right? No, we haven't mentioned Star City. No, we haven't yet. Well, yeah, we're we're heading back to Star City instead of Starling City. Yeah, they're gonna change the name of the city to uh, to Star City to the way it belonged in the first place. Right? Starling City sounded well silly. Sounded like sounded there were silly. there were going to be some really annoying birds around. There. Right, very tasty birds I hear. That so apparently he uh, on Arrow Guggenheim has said that Stephen Amell is that they're actually getting right into the Green Arrow thing. Yeah, like they're following right, everything in episode one. Yeah, he's going to be Green Arrow. I wanted I mean, to ask him like, so why, why are you adding be... the green to the arrow? And he just yeah. points it at Stevie's yeah. costume. Yeah. I wanted to just point and not say anything. Like Roy was the Arrow, so no one's going to figure out that. Freaking Green Arrow is okay, right? And I wonder how they're changing the name too. That's also it. apparently why he's going to be more funny and whatnot. Like, see, the old Arrow didn't joke around. This is clearly a different guy. <laughs> I didn't kidnap your wife. <laughs> yeah. In case you guys uh, haven't caught on by now, welcome to bad writing. Um, it's, it's not even a one hundred and one course. It's, it's a two hundred one or three hundred one level. This is yeah. intermediate. Apparently, Cat uh, Grant is going to have a son in Supergirl, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the kid that played Pan in that Peter Pan thing that happened. I never, I, I never saw. I, yeah, I, I didn't tuned either. in just long enough to see Walken doing something, right? And I, I giggled, and then I turned back to whatever it was I was doing. Yeah, I'm not sure which one it was because there were like three different Peter Pan projects going mm-hmm. on. I just didn't care enough because he's going to be like a 12 year old kid, and he's like been described as sensitive and shy. Mm-hmm. And um, the way he works his way in is like the boss makes Supergirl babysit him. Of course. I'm I'm seriously like, can we just not cover Supergirl on this show? It's possible. Can we just not? Because it's, it's, I'm not sure DC fans are going to watch this. No, I know. This it's, is really it's, bad. It's possible that we have to delist it, I guess. But we're going to try anyway. We're going to try. it could always surprise we're gonna us. We're going to try. Because... Now, when they've described it as... And I did hear the music before uh, before workplace comedy with powers became powerless. Um, oh, yeah. I yeah. kept hearing Supergirl described as, no, it's just going to be like, it's just going to be a story about a girl at a workplace. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's Supergirl. Um uh-huh. If they actually do that well, I I could watch that angle, but eh, yeah, I don't know if they're gonna. Yeah, and it's you know it's CBS, right? So what are, what are the chances they're gonna do anything really risky, really scary? People actually dying anytime? I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, yeah. I, just, I don't know how many real. We're gonna have trouble getting really excited about that one, but we'll, we'll the, find a way. The most exciting thing that I'm ex- the, 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 that I have in my head is like how we're gonna rip it apart every week. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> Just licking your chops, and I'm yeah, I'm like sitting there going like, oh man, oh man, like episode four, they've got her, they got her babysitting, man, they got her babysitting, 
man, Jason's going to get his damn karaoke scene. He's going to get it. I know I it. believe I'm going to get his karaoke it. scene. <laughs> There's no way. No way you have that girl in there and you don't let her sing. Oh. Hell, Grant even got to sing. Come on. Come on. Why do you want to make me sad? I don't want to make you sad. I just, I'm trying yeah, to save you, yeah, really, yeah. from high expectations. Yeah. I don't I, have. I don't high think expectations. there's a risk of that happening. I guess. Like I fully expect the Flash to go into sophomore slump to Gotham for Gotham Aww. to get much worse than it ever was. No, I'm going to be bored through half of the season, and yeah. then they're going to start just shoehorning in like crazy supervillains like Mister Freeze, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, why in the hell is Mister Freeze freezing the city? Yeah. While Bruce is like a 12-year-old boy. See, I'm hoping it's not even Mr. Freeze, that it's just plain like... Victor? Yeah. That it's just, yeah. Just a dude named Victor that actually is a good guy here, here when you yeah. see him. Yeah, I'd like nice. to just meet him, know that he's out there, and then a couple of couple of years later come back to him. And, and Exactly the one thing I want to see is Riddler all over again for season two. Right. It's like, oh, he works at the police department. He's an expert on, you know... Eh. I, I, I enjoyed it earlier, but no, I, I think what I'm going <laughs> to try to do is i'm gonna i'm gonna be optimistic about oh and he's gonna meet a police officer named nora and of course <laughs> i mean it, look, you and can't... then the podcast will be over because i will quit no I'll you just... won't no i won't no you'll <laughs> just have more more vitriol to, to work with really yeah I, i'm gonna keep my hopes up that you know gotham isn't overcrowded with villains that they're gonna find a good honest it's called story rise arc. of the villains this season <laughs> yeah i know um <laughs> And they're not going to be doing them as one-offs, apparently. Or if Ben mm. McKenzie has his way, they're going to be doing you know whole arcs for all these guys. So right, that could take some time. Yeah, I, you, yeah. Uh, we'll see. But I'm going to try to remain optimistic that Gotham's still going to have genuine, uh, you know, organic stories that that happen out of all of those characters. That Supergirl might even surprise me and be quirky and fun. Mm. It's going to take a lot of wishing. It'll be a lot of quarters tossed into a fountain somewhere. Quarters? You're right. I may need bigger money. This whole time I've been using pennies. <laughs> Maybe this is where we've gone wrong. No, I, I really will. I, I'm. I have every intention of being completely optimistic about all of these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hell, like, even Vixen's got you know out in a few days, and I'm I'm yeah. I'm gonna try to look forward to that even and really dig in. And I expect somewhere by mid October, I'll or at least late by Halloween, I'll be in tears. I don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't generally go into anything with optimism because. <laughs> I remember one time Batman said, "I was because I, I always felt like this. I always felt this way. Mm-hmm. It was like you know, if you if you expect the worst, you're never disappointed, right? Right. But if there, something goes really well, like oh my god, that's the best thing that ever happened. Of course. And I always just like people are like, that's really messed up. Why would you say something like that? And I'm like, well, I don't know. That's just the way I think. And they're like, yeah, you're really, really messed up. You're a weird guy. And then you knew some hateful people growing up. <laughs> I know. And then some very judgmental people. I know. <sighs> So anyway, like I was reading a Batman comic and Batman said the same thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes, I share philosophy with the bat. Right. Anytime at that point, somebody, somebody gave you the same judgy eyes. You could say, you know what? Screw you. Batman said it. Right. Right. I kept that comic in my backpack. And when I went to school, I got to open it up and point to that panel. Like, <laughs> see that Batman, Batman agrees with me. And they're like, Batman also does a lot of pushups. And you're like, I can't, I'm sorry. Right. You can't just follow the character that deep. Oh, by the way, I saw a great, um, I don't know what it was from. It was from a comic. Uh, it was like Alfred comes into like this room where he knows that Al- uh, that uh, Bruce is supposed to be, and uh, he but he hears like grunting and counting. And he looks up and and Bruce is like got every part of his body like pretty much like hooked up to a to a beam on the ceiling, and he's got just weights all like strapped to his back and all over him, and he's just like doing like reverse like push ups. 
Of course. And Alfred just responds with, you are a ridiculous human being. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's all the news. I think it was. Oh, no, wait. Uh, And the continuing continuing saga of WWE meets ML. Oh. He's going to show up in costume, right? Yeah, he is going to show up in costume. I did read that. Yeah. There's no chance, like not one in a million hells, that I'm going to actually watch that match. But um, even the thumbnails are going to make me laugh. Even the news. Even the little portions. uh, Mm. Yeah. What what'll probably wind up happening is it'll wind up being like a an extra on a Blu-ray somewhere, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, but you know, first look at the uniform, right? Yeah, or in a, in action, I suppose, like, not standing on a Comic Con stage. I knew it was fake. This was planned. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is fake, Dave. Stupid wrestling. You, you need not worry about that. <laughs> that that mystery has been solved. Yeah, there's some dude with like a Spock haircut at Cartridge World getting very angry right now at me. Probably. Like, it's real! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if anyone has even that amount of passion for the it's real argument anymore. You know, I um I actually was describing a real person. Oh, God. Yeah. That, oh. Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a better place to wrap that. Yeah. Um... So tomorrow we are dropping our Constantine episode. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Did I have that right this week? You actually did. Last like, the few episodes, I, I've not had what we're doing next. <laughs> yeah, you had like a dyslexic memory of the calendar right. for a couple of weeks. Yeah. But, but yeah, it is Constantine dropping uh, yeah, tomorrow. And um, hopefully that'll finally get it off our chest because it's, it's become something we can't not think about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're going to do the, the uh, tomorrow is the Constantine recap. And uh, then next week we're going to drop Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just is a giant chunk of hate. Um, it is a steaming pile of vitriol. Right. Um, You'll smell landfill. sulfur when you actually like listen to it. It's Meh. It's bad. I don't even think we had that many jokes in there. We weren't even joking around. No, there that was much. no. We were just mad. There was no need for levity. Just they. They did not. <laughs> they didn't give me any excuse to. No, we were, we, were, we were just plain angry. Which would be a fine, you know. With Constantine, we were so damn happy with it. That we yeah. Were, yeah. You know. Hey, join us on the roller coaster the next couple of weeks. Yeah. It'll be like we're going through the change. What kind of change you talk? What's What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I got the nice sweats, Jason. I, I understand what's happening. All right. Um, until next week, keep some DC on your screen. We will. We are DC on screen, and uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, DCOnScreen.com. And if you want a similar uh, Marvel-related podcast, go to MCUcast.com. Listen to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall. We are both MCUcast and DC on screen part of the giant size team up network. Uh, Yeah. See you guys later.